I felt like he was there. I felt close to him and I felt happy to be here. I preferred to be here than at home. This was my home. Amazing. So you truly are living a legacy. I think so. That's a good feeling. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. Good day, this is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast, episode number 42. I have today with me Amy Garnham from Edge Martial Arts in Mount Evelyn, Victoria. How are you doing today, Amy? I'm good, thank you, George. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about you and running your school and a whole bunch of other things that have happened and the journey that you've taken to... If, if it's right me saying that way, that you're really continuing a legacy within your family, would, would that be the right way to, right yeah. way to say? All right. So we've got lots to talk about. So I'm um, going to jump into the interview. Just a few things. The show notes for this interview is at martialartsmedia.com forward slash number 42. So that's 42 as in the numbers. And that's it. Let's get started. So Amy, first and foremost... Tell us about you. Who is Amy Garden? Okay, so um, I'm a mother of two, I'm married, got my husband. Um, I started martial arts when I was four years old with my dad. Um, we started in just a local school hall at the time and um, eventually he, you know, the martial arts took off and he um, opened up a, a, a little part-time centre and then um, when I was uh, 15, 15, just shy of being 15, I actually started teaching um, with him, just teaching the little kids. And uh, from that moment on, I loved it, made it a career. And um, now I, I, I run the business with my two kids and I'm a full-time working mum. Okay, awesome. So you are running the business full-time and you're yes. a mum. And so you're really just born into martial arts. This is everything you know, right? My whole life I've done martial arts. It's all I've known. All right, cool. So now you're also running the business, and that's just you at this point in time? Yeah, running the business with my staff. But my husband has recently, in the last three weeks, um, quit his job as a welder to come on board, and um, we've brought it together. So we are running the business together, and he's slowly learning um, martial arts, basically. All right, awesome. So he's coming from a completely different angle then, right? Because So, so he hasn't trained martial arts yet, but... He's, he's also stepped right. in to help. Yeah, he did kickboxing, but that was about six years ago. He did it for six years back then. Um, but he's never done karate or mixed martial arts, no. Okay, so what's the main reason that your husband has jumped on board into the business? Well, he didn't love his job. Welding was hard work. He always came home dirty and he didn't like being dirty from work. Um, but also being a mum... And running this school, it was really quite tricky to do it on my own because our, we have two schools that are um, full-time, but um, this particular school I'm in at the moment, um, we actually own the building. 
and uh, it was very hard to maintain just things like painting, light fittings, you know, things breaking down as they do in a normal house, let alone a business, plumbing. Um, I just couldn't do that and teach and run the bookwork by myself. So I said to him, you know, let's do it together. He was really excited to leave his dirty welding job and, um, you know, come on board and do it together. All right, cool. So he's, so he's running a run of helping with the, the business maintenance and things like that then for you. Yeah, that's mostly. He's just started answering phone calls and doing um, Facebook inquiries as well. So your dad was Kiyoshi Andrew Roberts, right? Yes. All right. So do you mind just sharing the whole story of what happened with your dad and what led into you running the whole business and everything full time? Okay. So I um, I started martial arts when I was four um, and uh, in that time I when I turned 14 years old, I actually started teaching and um, I've been doing it as a career ever since then. But um, I had my son Jordan four years ago and took some maternity leave. Everything was all good. And um, my uh, dad actually got diagnosed with a brain tumour in June 2015. We'd noticed that he'd been forgetting a lot of things, his memory was hazy and his mood, um, it seemed like he had depression actually, but he was really grumpy he didn't want to have family dinners he didn't want to see any of us and my mum took him to the doctors after he was sick one night and uh, they found the tumor then the week later they found it was actually uh, brain cancer and the worst form it's called a gbm stage four which is the worst kind of um, brain cancer that you could get they gave him 14 months to live and uh of course, in that time, you think that your dad is a superhero and he will be the one that survived, especially one as fit as him. You know, he had such a, a will and power to live that, you know, you just think that they're supernatural. They can, you know, so I never really, at the time, I was sad, I was upset, but I didn't really think much about it. So my husband and I, we wanted to have another child. So we fell pregnant with my daughter, April, and um, I had her uh, last year in May. And I went on maternity leave. In that time, my father came to the hospital and visited me. But he started, his memory started getting worse. He went back for a scan and they found the tumour had grown back bigger. And the doctor said that the chemotherapy wasn't working. So he was getting the most powerful type and they couldn't do anything else. So basically from that moment, he was in palliative care. There was nothing more they could do for him. We just had to, I guess, just keep up enjoying the time that we had left with him. So um, slowly he went downhill. He um, lost the ability to move. Um, he was in a wheelchair. He stopped remembering who we were and um, he just started sleeping. He just wouldn't get out of his chair, started sleeping a lot. Then one day um, we, we used to laugh because we'd take turns checking on him. Now at this stage he was still talking and stuff and we called it daddy daycare. So we'd actually go and sit by his bedside and if he wanted up, great. Um, but one morning I went in there and um, he just wouldn't wake up. He was just not responsive. And, um, you know, I, I called my mum in, so I had to pop into the shops to get some things where I came back that afternoon and um, he was still in bed. And I thought, oh, normally he's up by now. And he made a really strange noise. And I called my mum in, she came to check. And, um, you know, from that moment on, we knew this was the end. We didn't know how many days he had left. Um, he lived another week and a half, but he was unresponsive. He didn't eat. He drank tiny bits of juice or water. And the uh, palliative care nurses came to visit and they said, yeah, it could go on for days. We had no long, no idea how long it would be. So 
November 22nd, he actually passed away from the cancer. He was um, asleep. He was, as far as they tell us, it's peaceful. And we were by his bedside. All of his daughters, we sat by him every second of the day and um, spoke to him and told him funny stories that we remember from being little and, you know, making sure that the last things that he heard from our voices were the happy things, the things that we remember and the amazing stories and um, times we had with him. So um, that that was um, very nice that we had the opportunity to do that, um, but an absolutely devastating situation. It's horrible. Oh, and, um, yeah, so that that's how uh, I, you know, came to take over the business. I wasn't sure if I could continue on, but, um, you know, I, I did. I, I decided that, yeah, my, uh, my dad worked very hard in this business and um, his whole life him and I worked together. We used to be training buddies. We'd go to seminars together. We'd we'd ever be at home watching DVDs of new new you know material, new teacher techniques, and we'd be practicing in the lounge room. And you know, mum would yell at us because we'd be in her way or we'd kick something over. <laughs> we were like two kids, um, but you know, there was just too many memories just to walk away. So I decided to continue edge on as hard as it was. I walked back in and held my head up high and um, just did the best I could. Still am. You decided to edge on. Is that a is is that is that a slogan? Is that is that something that you guys stand? I actually haven't used that before, but I'm going to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, we um yeah you do you do you you work. I mean, I worked 15 years in this. You know, because I'm nearly 30. 15 years of my life in this business. I don't want to just give that up because the only other thing I've done is be a qualified swimming teacher. I'm not anymore, but um, that was the only other thing I've actually done as far as a career. So this is the only career I've ever known. But then I sort of sat back and thought, well, my dad did this our whole life and it actually brought me closer to him. The moment I walked back into the dojo doors, I felt I felt like he was there. I felt close to him and I felt happy to be here. I preferred to be here than at home. This was my home. Amazing. So you truly are living a legacy. I think so. That's a good feeling. The moment I came back and I saw all my students, I actually felt closer to him, like he was still here with me. So from that moment on, I thought, yeah, I can do it. You know, I, I will do it because, I mean, like I said, I've been training since I was four years old. I've been teaching since I was 15. So that's been, you know, nearly half of my life. So I'm nearly 30 um, teaching in this business. And just to walk away, just been silly you know it's a long time just to walk away from something so I um I decided to continue it on I loved my students I love teaching I have so much passion for teaching that made me feel better just seeing my kids and seeing my students and um, that's when I said to my husband at the end of the year you know you need to jump on board and um my mum of course inherited the business from the will and I spoke to her in February this year 2017 and and she said to me that she can't do it anymore she doesn't want a part of it so um, it was just too emotional for her. So she said, do you want to buy it? So we said, well, yeah. Obviously, it took a few months and we, we did the switch over end of financial year because it just made sense. Um, and, and that's really sort of the story that, like you said, it's continuing his legacy just to um, to not do that. Like he's such a big part of the community here up in Mount Evelyn and the local areas that everyone knows him. His funeral 
you know, this funeral was so booked. We had people down the street and, um, you know, we had to, I couldn't tell you, but a couple of thousand people actually there just to wow. say their final goodbyes. So um, it was wow. very important. Well, that's quite a story and my hat off to you just going through all that, but really, really turning things around because, you know, like you're saying, there's so many parts of this, right? Because you actually have to deal with the fact that you've just lost your, just lost your dad, um, who's also been your, your teacher all of your whole life. And now you've, you've, you've got, I mean, you, you you've got two choices to make, right? Do you abandon it and, and let it, and let it not be anything and leave it to someone that might might buy it over but there's not that emotional drive behind it because it's not that that real passion about yes. what was the business which was the family as well or face it and really just take it on which is what you've done that's that's quite amazing exactly so so how do you you're welcome so how are you finding this um, well, some days, like yesterday, if you'd asked me the same question, I don't think it was. Um, but <laughs> most of the time, um, you know, I've got staff here, so they, they're they really fantastic. They do a really good job. Um, they're fantastic instructors and they're very um, motivated people. Um, but with the kids, so sometimes the kids come to work with me and it's not so much teaching, but they'll come and, um, you know, I'll be doing office duties and they'll be I'll set up a little play area for them. Um, but, you know, at home, the uh, house is not as clean as it used to be. Um, there's a lot more washing, but that's all right that's because okay. husband's told me that he's going to do the washing tonight. <laughs> Whose house doesn't have washing, though? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's going good. I think I think it mostly helps, um, yeah, just knowing that, you know, where I've come from and what we've been through that, you know, I was by my dad's bedside when he passed away. We were, you know, I was with him 24-7. And um, if I believe if I can get through that, I can get through anything. And at least I love doing what I'm doing. So I'm not doing a job that I hate. I get to come to work every day doing something that I love. And that's what keeps you going as well, keeps you pushing. All right, awesome. What was it like for the first time for you stepping back into the school? Um, that was hard. It was hard because he's got photos and grading certificates everywhere. So, you know, the, the whole school itself has got lots of photos of him, but um, it was nice to see, like nice to look at that I've got all these memories that I can actually look back on. It was just mostly hard because all of a sudden, even though he gave me the title of sensei, I'm still sensei. I, I really realised, wow, there's no one else now. I'm the top. I'm, I'm the head instructor. So everyone's going to come to me. Even though I was used to people coming to me for questions and that was you know, a big part of my job as being sensei, now there was no one to go to and go, hey, what do you think of this? Or what would you do if this happened? Or I need your help. I need your advice. And um, that was probably the hardest part because that all of a sudden hit me and I'm like, wow. You know, this is a really big responsibility, not just for teaching martial arts because, you know, to me that's just like a walk in the park now, but, um, you know, having to deal with business calls and people wanting to do this and changing this detail and and um, I didn't understand any of that. Like I'm still learning how to do bookkeeping. 
that's hard. Right. Okay, so, but you've got your husband that's, that's helping with that role. And so how are you guys finding a, a balance in who's going to handle which task of the business? Obviously, it's you, you the teaching and so forth. How, how are you finding the balance? Um, well, still at the moment, I'm doing a lot of teaching because my head instructor is still away. Once he comes back, I can step back a little bit because he's, he's awesome, you know, but we gave him five weeks just to go and travel the world. So I don't have to be on the floor teaching as much, which will give me a little bit more of a break. I can be at home with my kids a little bit more. Um, but still, of course, I want to be a, a still a big role because I love being here. But he he's so he's fixed a lot of stuff. So a lot of things that were broken down, like simple things like just lights not working, just calling an electrician to come in and fix it. Now all that stress I don't have anymore. He's he's doing that. He's like uh, yesterday I said to you our, our FPOS machine decided to stop working. Don't know why. The line just wasn't there. So he's ringing. Um, the electrician couldn't fix it. So next minute he was on the phone to our bank and got a new machine in, in one day. So if that was me, I wouldn't have had the time to have made all those phone calls and I wouldn't have been able to because my kids get looked after when we're both here by, you know, family. So I wouldn't have had the time to be here all the time. And um, so those things, repairs and maintenance, he does really well. Then he's just started learning to take inquiries over the phone. So when the phone rings, he's been answering a few calls today which is nice. I'm doing my book work on my computer. He's answering calls. And um, he's taken over our Facebook page um, along with me because we're both admin on it. But he, um, he's been answering a lot of inquiries. So he's slowly starting to learn how to sell martial arts, explain the benefits of martial arts to, you know, our prospective clients. And, um, you know, the more he does it, the more he's going to get better, which will give me more of a balance to do the things that I'm good at, like teaching. For sure. So, and, and also just to put things into perspective, because we, we, we didn't cover this in the beginning, just the, the, where our conversation started. But if you put some numbers around the business, how many students do you have at your location? So, um, we have the three schools. So, Mount Evelyn here, um, we have, I think, you know, in total, we have 578 this week and that's all our total so Mount Evelyn here runs six days a week which has the bulk of it um our school down in Chanslai Park is about 10-15 minute drive down the road and it has um just reached to 110 and we have a school a satellite school we call it up in Warialic which is probably about 20 minutes up the road and that school there has uh 50 students just running two classes one night a week so in total we're on that about 578 um with a lot of new people coming in this week so nice and big. That's that's awesome. So how are you? What's how, how much time are you spending with your involvement within the satellite school and your other other location as well? Yep. So the satellite school in Warialic, I go there um, one uh, so every fortnight, and on the Wednesday night, I'll pop up there for the two classes, teach with my head instructor there, and then of course come back to our main school here. And then at Churnside Park, I'm there in the mornings on a Tuesday morning and then Thursday afternoons I go there and I teach as well. And then, of course, in the daytime you might pop in, do a little bit of book work, just check on paperwork, all that sort of stuff. But most of my time is spent at Mount Evelyn. Okay. Now, tell me what – and just going back in the story again, right? So when when the big change happened and your dad sadly passed away, 
What was the response? And, and you mentioned there was such a big following and so much support for your dad. What was the response within the school? Did, it, did anything change with, with the students at that time? Yes, we did. We dropped in that year because the same year he was sick. So last year in May, I actually had my daughter. Um, so I went on maternity leave for six months. Well, I didn't come back until sort of, you know, end of August, September time. And that's when he really started going downhill. So I think I only came back for three weeks to work again after maternity leave when he got ill. And because he was ill, I wanted to be by his bedside. We knew he was dying. I wanted to be there every second that I could. And um, we lost last year, so my instructors did a great job with what they had, And uh, but we did lose around about 76 to 80 students in total from our total count. Um, so that's a huge drop for a school to lose you know, in sort of eight months' time because I wasn't here much. Of course, he wasn't here from mid-year last year, and um, it's, it's going to affect your business. It's You know, students have grown up with him as well as their head instructor. It could be your black belts, it could be little kids. But the other thing we found, and that's it's okay, is that the emotions that we were dealing with, some people didn't want to have a part of that. Everyone has their own agenda and everyone has problems in their own life. So we understood that we would lose people because they couldn't be around us, maybe because it was a sad. We tried not to make it a sad atmosphere, but it's going to affect us. You can't change that. And um, we were okay with people. Some people came up and said, look, you know, we, we thank you for your time, but we won't continue on. And some people sort of left after he actually did pass away um, because, of course, it made them sad to be here. So, yeah. and, and that was okay. We knew this would happen, but we had a lot of people, we had a lot of people stand by us and just support us. And I had people, my black belts, jumping in, I'll do the class for you, don't worry, we've got your back, you know, we're here for you. And, um, you know, we were, will be forever grateful for them sticking by us and all the students that have. So, but it's going to affect you. There's nothing you can do about it. Right, and have a lot of those students come back after that, now that everything's sort of settled down a bit, that that people have changed their perspectives or? Yeah, look, we've had seen a few, but when I say a few, it's only about eight or nine students um, that I can think of off the top of my head that have actually come back um, and had that little bit of a break. Um, we, we still have, um, you know, students that come back from a few years ago that left us. But for that time, yeah, it's not, I think, um, because it was such a big part of people's lives and, you know, a lot of my black belts, I mean, most of my black belts stayed. A couple of them just couldn't deal because they were just so upset, and especially the teenagers. They're already going through their uh, teenage problems, their teenage yeah. dramas. And um, I think that was just one more emotional thing that they couldn't deal with. So, um yeah, but we haven't got a lot of people back from that time. But we have uh, joined up a lot of new people, which is nice. It brings a freshness to the centre. That's awesome. So, I mean, yeah, because you, you're just going to have that change in in people moving on. And that's, that's you know, that's that's maybe it was just time for them anyway to move on. Um, and, and sometimes when you look at things like that in business, you look at it as the – there's the downfall in it. You know, the people are – People are leaving. The first thing you always look at is, oh, why is this happening? It's it's so frustrating. This the, the effects of an of a situation. But then there's always, uh, and I and I try to train myself for this is always try and look for where's where's the lesson in it, or why is this really happening? Is is it a need? Um, is that where 
the business now needs to take a new direction or just make a change. And that's with within your case, that's obviously where new blood is coming in, uh, new students. And although they're not, you know, maybe aware of the history and everything, it's it's not that they were really part of that whole uh, the, the event happening and so forth. Yes. Yeah. So we exactly we needed to. I came in this year, so after having some time off for Christmas, of course, as we all do, have a couple of weeks, we went away on holiday. I came back and I said to my husband, I go, right, we need to change some things around, um, not just with, you know, classes and, and sort of structure, but we also need to change a little bit around the business so people can see that we still care. I'm still, you know, very much my whole life is invested into it, um, that we, you know, we want Edge to grow bigger and better and um, so the first thing I did was actually change our whole reception and office area, our front pro shop, everything. I just went in and said, that's it, I'm moving everything around and um, I changed it. I got some new cabinetry put in and everyone walked in. They're like, wow, you know, they were, that's amazing and um, it was really just to show them that a change has happened. We need to just, you know, that, that big change has happened, but we want to now make, you know, positive changes. We want to show you that this is the new edge. You know, it, it's my school now and, um, you know, I, I want everyone to understand that, you know, I love it, I'm passionate about it, but, you know, this is the way last year, we, you know, we had our had, had our, our problems, our downfalls, our, you know, the thing that devastated us, but this year, it was like brand new year, boom, let's go, you know, and let's make it bigger, brighter than ever, have more people here, build up the students, build up the school, make it look better. We're even, you know, we're painting and just changing colours too just so people can see the edge is still the same fantastic school that he built but now it's just going to get better. It's going to grow and get bigger and better than ever. That's my goal. That's awesome. Well, Hats off to you. You're doing you're doing an amazing job, and I'm sure if I actually interviewed somebody else other than you, they're gonna give they would give me much more insight about your skills and how you are handling all this between the teaching and everything else. So, what's your vision now going forward? Where where do you see see you taking Edge Martial Arts? Um, well, short-term goal, so short-term goal this year is to finish out the year on over 600 students. So we've never officially reached, I think we've reached 599 was our biggest count we've ever had. And uh, this year I want to finish with, you know, sort of at least 601. 601 students is how I want the year to finish, active students. Um, so that's short-term. But long-term I want to um, eventually create another full-time school um, so similar area, but you know, another twenty minutes, half an hour away. So it hits a different market, and um, that that'll be next year. Create a new school, and um, you know, just slowly start expanding. My dad always really wanted to have many different schools everywhere, and I, um, you know, at the time, you sort of having kids, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing, but I can't take on board another school myself. And um, but now having my husband on board, having awesome staff and instructors. I want to have another school and, um, you know, one day would be really nice to turn around and say, yeah, we've got a 1,000 students in total or, you know, I've got three senseis at my schools, you know. That's, that's always been a really big goal is just to make it bigger and better and um, a really big market for myself personally is I've always wanted to um, uh, go into the field of, um, you know, helping women uh, that have been abused or in a um, violent relationship 
and um, go down that path of just empowering women and getting them to, um, you know, be stronger and, and um, you know, just help them learn martial arts and, you know, be more confident in themselves, especially women. So um, that'll be a personal goal that I will look towards in the future when my kids are a bit older. All right, fantastic. So what are you going to do different? So you've got all, you've gone through all this and you've grown up in martial arts and you've got all this experience. Now you open that fourth location. What will you do different based on everything that you've learned? Um, so everything that I've learned, um, the things I'd do different would just make sure that the person, you know, obviously you've got to have an instructor that's in charge of that school and I myself oversee it, but make sure they really have 110% heart in teaching as well because my teachers now, they're, they're absolutely phenomenal. But over the years, as every martial arts school has, had teachers that might start off passionate and then slowly, slowly dwindle down and um, you can see how that affects your school. But I want to be surrounded by people that, you know, love teaching martial arts, love dealing with kids. So I would really make sure that, um, you know, all my instructors just are passionate about martial arts. The other thing I would do different, um, just structuring things different. I think because I was only young when this business started, it's like, um, you know, I've grown up in it, but I never had control of it. So I'd have ideas, I'd have inputs, um, and they were always taken on board and used because, you know, my father valued me so much. But at the end of the day, you don't have the final say when it's not yours. No one does. Any employer doesn't have the final say. Um, but I would just change some systems and just, um, you know, it's, it's like starting afresh. So I think uh, that's that's really what I'd change. But other than that, I mean, I love our school. I love our, I love our curriculum. I love our culture. I don't need to change any of that because that to me is perfect. Okay, fantastic. So are you already looking, do you have those instructors in mind that that you are grooming for that role? Yes, I do. And she just started part-time with us this year actually. I've got two. Um, but one, obviously, I want to make sure I keep one at our main school. I've got another instructor that is going to look at um, buying our Churnside school down the track though. Um, not, not happening anytime soon. You've got to make sure they're going to manage it the way that you want it to be run. And um, But I do have a young girl who started part-time. She's just full of life, full of energy, very, very passionate. And um, we've just got another young casual started on board too. So you never know, you know, in a couple of years after they're finishing school, they might want to do this as a full-time job too, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. The more the <laughs> do, you, do you actually, now when you see potential like that, do you, do you actually bring it to their attention that there is a career path that they can take? Yes. Yeah. If I see this, um, you know, this something gone in my screen then. I can't see Can you it. still see me? I can see you. Oh, you can't see Okay, good. Um, so these, um, I usually will sort of grab, they'll, they'll be casuals with us and they could start at the age of 14 years old and as time goes on, they're going to get really, um, you know, really, really good at their job because they're loving it. But I will always come up and say, you know what, you're doing fantastic. Um, I want you to work maybe an extra day because I really need you and I want you to be here. The kids love you. And um, if they're that good, I think you should tell them. Make them aware that they're very good at what they're doing. And then you'll find out, you know, just by the energy they give you back, you know, it'll be a simple smile or just their face will light up because they're, uh, they feel really good that you've given them compliments and they enjoy what they're doing. So um, hopefully... 
you know, you, you, you build them up and you, you talk to them and say, you know, this would be a great career. We'd love to have you. If you're ever looking at a part-time job or a full-time job after school, you know, there's one here for you if you want it. And um, with this young girl that I've just put on this year, that worked well for her. And uh, she was really excited. So last year she was going to go to uni. She actually tried out uni um, for two months and she just didn't like it. She goes, no, nah, I want to be a martial arts instructor. So that worked out well. <laughs> That's amazing. Send people to school and then they find their true purpose and leave school <laughs> for martial arts. Good choice. <laughs> To all the kids listening, that would be great. <laughs> it is a great job. It is a great career. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Awesome. Amy, it's been great chatting to you. So if anybody wants to follow your journey and find out more about you, where can they find out more about Edge Martial Arts and what you do? Um, well, we have our website, so um, edgemartialarts.com.au. We also have our Facebook page, so we always upload things on there. Um, we also have a um, our foundation we run in my father's name. It's called the Kyoshi Andrew Roberts Foundation, and that foundation we actually use to um, obviously, you know, um, get. Basically, we want to um, just it's charity, so we're getting money to help people if they're ever in the situation. It doesn't matter if you know it doesn't have to be brain cancer. It's not about stopping brain cancer. It's about actually helping families who have a loved one that may be in palliative care. And instead of taking them to a hospital or a hospice where they need to stay there and that's where they spend their final days, you can actually do it at home like we did. We were very lucky because of our business. It gave us, you know, the income that my parents could afford to keep my dad at home. You know, mum bought the best bed, the best couches for him to sit in and be comfortable. So the last few weeks of his life, he, you know, could be at home surrounded by his family. Now, not everyone gets that opportunity. So um, our foundation is to help people, to just offer them the support, even if it's something as simple as getting a house cleaner in because you can't, you know, maintain your own house or just being able to buy, you know, some of the equipment like wheelchairs and, and, you know, um, toilet seats and things like that that can help you um, to keep your loved one at home if they are in the devastating end of palliative care. So um, you can follow the actual journey of how he um, how he lived his the rest of his days, lived his, the rest of his life um, on the Kyoshi Andrew Roberts Foundation um, site on Facebook. Otherwise, Edge Martial Arts Facebook page. You can follow us there, website, Facebook. We're everywhere. Awesome. We'll put all those links in, in all, this, all the show notes that can be accessed. That would be great. Thank you. Cool. Thanks a lot, Amy. I will speak to you soon. You're welcome. Thanks, George. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.